Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, happy July 4th to you all, which means one thing. It is Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest Day, one of my favorite events on the calendar, on the ESPN calendar every year. That'll start at noon on ESPN2. As you can tell, I am not Greeny. I'm Michael Rothstein alongside Jeff Turn, who on his Zoom is Jedif turn which always cracks me up this is greeny on espn radio espn app sirius xm at channel 80 on your smart speakers by playing saying play espn radio greeny is always presented by progressive insurance and jedif turn or jeff turn you know how it works it's greeny and like we do each day there's no place to start here we go only one place to start so jeff Hello, how are you? Happy July 4th to you. And let's start here. The Los Angeles Lakers have been really interesting in free agency. They haven't added any huge names. They haven't added any star, star type players, but they've added a lot of good players. How do you feel the Lakers did so far in the first couple of days of free agency here? First of all, you were, you were calling me out for my inadequacies on Zoom by not figuring out how to change. And then you, Ron Burgundy, the start. There's no place to start. There's one place to start. But we're going to call out Evan for writing no on the Zoom. So we are off to an illustrious start here on Greeny. Uh, this will be the last time they ever let you and I do this show. I can't get my Zoom name right. You're Ron burgundy things off the bat. You're more fair. excited about the hot dog eating contest than anything else in your life. So yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's a sad truth. But to be fair, our producer, Evan Wilner, has had um, trust verification issues with his computer today. So I think this is just kind of going everywhere, right, Evan? I have trust verification <laughs> issues with doing radio with you. So uh, I have... <laughs> I've tried. I've tried to get myself together. Last time you and I were on the airwaves, you were trying to convince us that we needed to scrap Bradley Beal being traded to the Suns in order to give updates on the U.S. Open in golf. So yes, I have trust verification issues with you as well. But to your question about what's going on in free agency and the Lakers, you know, it was going to be an interesting case study this off season to see if, first of all, we could trust the words that were coming out of Rob Palinka's mouth because he was telling all of us that. They were going to stick with the core group. They're going to work on the margins. And you were looking at the salary cap situation, and you were thinking, did they overachieve getting to the Western Conference Finals? Is that a bad mistake trying to run this thing back? And then they went out in free agency and hit a freaking home run. I mean, the fact that they were able to get back Rui Hachimura and Reeves and then go out and get guys like Hayes to fill some voids uh, in their front court and then – you're looking around like, oh, what else are they going to They made all the moves that Rob Palinka said he was going to make within the margins, and they were able to keep the core together. So, like, I give them a round of applause. I don't know that that equals a trip back to the Western Conference Finals because Phoenix got better, Denver will be back, and we all know that there will be a team or two that overachieves. But what they said they were going to do, the words coming out of his mouth was certainly true. No, listen, they ended up getting a decent haul here. Like you said, they brought back Austin Reeves. They brought back Rui Hachimura. They brought back D'Angelo Russell. I think that's a low-key, really nice move for them. I love the Gabe Vincent move. Like, they, yeah, they, they signed move. Gabe Vincent. Yeah. I, I, I'm not as sold on the Gabe Vincent move. They bring in Cam Reddish. I, I think that could be a really sneaky one as well because we all know Cam Reddish has a ton of talent. And, of course, they signed Jackson Hayes and they signed Torian Prince as well. The opinions, however, Jeff, vary. I, I'm, I feel like they should have added a star, and here's why. I think what they did here was really smart for the future of the franchise long term. 
But if you are in a we need to win because this might be LeBron James's last year with the Lakers, so you got one more chance, I feel like you need to add one more high, high level player. Maybe Austin Reeves can become that. But it feels like there's still one high-level player away from being able to really compete in the Western Conference over the course of a season and then in the playoffs when you're looking at what Phoenix did adding Bradley Beal, when you're looking at what Denver did last season and the core that they have together. I just I look at it and I still think they're probably, what, the fourth-best team in the West, and that's just not going to get it done because the Kings are bringing their entire young core back. We know that Golden State is always a tough out. I'm just it's it's difficult to me, Jeff, to say that they did enough to get to where they probably need to be, which is maybe an all-in situation for a championship. I'm not going to claim to be the D'Angelo Russell fan club, uh, you know, groupie, but but last year he played really well when LeBron James got hurt, and then he was a no-show at moments throughout the postseason, and. At one point, he was an all-star with the Brooklyn Nets, goes to Minnesota, and it just it, it didn't seem to fit all the time in Minnesota. And I, I felt like a new spot for him was going to maybe revive some of the success he once had when he was in Brooklyn, and it didn't work out consistently. I think that's the word that's going to be key there. If D'Angelo Russell, D'Angelo Russell plays consistent, they don't need to make a trade come the trade deadline. But by bringing in those ancillary pieces and having D'Angelo Russell on your roster – after December, you could trade that dude. So you could figure out a way to bring in another piece by adding draft capital down the road that you were unwilling to give up in other deals this offseason. So I really think the Lakers are in an amazing position. Plus, in LeBron James, I trust. Like, there is not another player in the postseason that I trust more than LeBron James, even at this point in his career, if healthy. And so now, Rob Palenka and the front office and Jeannie Buss, they just got to pray to the heavens that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are healthy come April. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter if they're in the sixth spot. We saw them in the play-in, for God's sakes, here in this last set of playoffs. I'm cool with it, man. And, and you know what? Like I said, in LeBron James, I trust. I ain't worried about that. They could be whatever seed they need to be. And every other team needs to be on notice because the Lakers will be in the thick of things come the postseason. For sure. No doubt about it. Uh, on notice, sure. The favorite the team that no, I would no, pick to, no, win, no. to win the Western favorite. Conference? No, right. Denver's I'm just saying. That, yeah. but, that, but that's the point. If you are the Lakers and you're really trying to get one more with LeBron James, you've put yourself in a position where you're close but not there. And like you said, maybe around the trade deadline, they can make a move that can get them over the top. And then at that point, you give up some draft capital. Maybe you give up uh, an asset, a player here or there to get to that point. So you've built it where you can be competitive throughout the season. I totally get that, but to say that they're the favorites or this is going to put them in a position, which you're not necessarily saying, but some people are, to me, is a little bit disingenuous because we know what the Western Conference looks like. And I I would say this, Michael, I'll say this too. I don't know that that's what they totally wanted to do was go all in. Hey, we're going to be the front runners on paper because I do think Rob Palenka has an eye towards the future. And he realizes after this season, depending on where Bronny gets drafted, LeBron James is probably exiting stage right and going to play with his son and so I, I feel like going all in to build around LeBron to win one more championship is not you know initiative number one if it happens great but they got one with LeBron and I think that's enough to cement sort of the justification for having the LeBron experiment in Los Angeles and if they win another one it's icing on the cake if not a year two years from now they're building around Anthony Davis instead well, listen, the person who agrees with you is Kendrick Perkins, our ESPN NBA analyst. He was on first take, and he's very happy with what Rob Palenka did. MVP of the free agency. MVP. 
Because here's the thing. Come on, bro. Anytime you have no, no, you come on, bro. Anytime you have LeBron James, you want to have an opportunity to compete for a title. That's number one. This team went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Yes, they fell short to the Denver Nuggets. I get all that. But what he added to the to this uh team while being able to keep the core of this group at the number that he got it at, he won. Now here's another thing. Not only did he win in that department, not only are they still in the conversation of competing for a title in the Western Conference because the West is wide open, but they actually are building for the future. I, I don't know if I agree with him that the West is wide open. There's probably like three or four teams we're talking about who can really win it, maybe five. And I, if that's what we consider wide open, Jeff, sure. But I, I'm not totally buying that last part of it. Well, I'll say it's more wide open than it was when the Warriors were at their peak, right? Like where yeah. it was, hey, we're waiting for LeBron to get to the finals to take on the Warriors again for like four straight seasons. I think it's more wide open than that. It's not the wild, wild West that it was maybe when Dirk was in his prime and, you know, you had all those great teams out West and you were like, all right, just pick the Spurs, pick the Mavs, pick the Lakers, pick whoever. You could throw in a bunch of teams. I think at this point there's a handful that can do it. Um, I'm not – buying anything to do with the with the Grizzlies I think you can exit them out of that conversation I think Denver's in that mix I think the Clippers are in that mix the Lakers are in that mix the Suns are in that mix um you know the Warriors are are still hanging on by a thread I think I don't know that Chris Paul think does anything to move that needle significantly but yeah there's four or five teams that that can win a championship you forgot the Kings man you forgot Hell the Kings. No. I, I didn't forget whoa, whoa, whoa. the Kings. I didn't forget the Kings. I intentionally did not mention the Kings, okay? The Kings man, are a you're great sleeping story. On the Kings. You're sleeping I am on not the Kings. sleeping on the Kings, man. There is only one King out west, and his name is still LeBron James, all right? That's it. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to rue those words, and I hope our producer Evan Wilner clips that so that way when we're on again in June or in May and the, the Kings are rolling to the they, Western they, Conference they, they, The Finals. beam will not be going on in June or May. No, 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 no. The beam will be <laughs> dimmed by June, okay? Man, Clip it, approve it, stamp it. I'm all in on this. There we yeah, go. Yeah. There it is. There is Exposed Evan Wilner, a wonderful producer. whatever the Twitter account is, all right? Uh, Find well, it. who knows if Twitter will be around by then, but that's another conversation. <laughs> Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. What do your home? and auto have in common they're yours and progressive protects them both bundle today at progressive.com it is july 4th happy independence day to you if you're listening to us in the united states and someone is comparing the nathan's hot dog eating contest to another great american pastime or former great american pastime you'll hear that next this is greeny on espn radio on the espn app greeny the podcast Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. That, of course, is the dulcet tones of one George Shea. If you are not familiar with George Shea, you should be. Because he is one of the best entertainers, the most bombastic people in the business because he is the guy the MC the creator of major league eating and he is the person that you will hear today on the Nathan's hot dog eating contest that introduction is something he does for so many people he is one of the most talented writers in the business I love listening to his introductions it's worth watching the Nathan's hot dog eating contest just to hear that this is Greeny on ESPN radio ESPN app Sirius XM channel 80 and your smart speakers by playing saying play ESPN radio Greeny is presented by progressive insurance alongside Jeff Turner and Michael Rothstein and Jeff when you hear George Shea go off there do you did you just get excited did you did you get did you get pumped up did you want to go and run to your fridge and your freezer where I'm sure you have stacks and stacks of hot dogs being the the American you are and and want to just you know dip them in water and eat listen um it's a, it's, it, <laughs> listen you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I oversold Debbie. this didn't I <laughs> well I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer in all of this right like it's 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 a unique and like I check in to see who wins every single year but I've never like made an appointment television and I didn't grow up in the Northeast so I I don't maybe understand the mystique of the location of where this is at uh I have never had any desire to go to an eating contest. I, I find myself checking in on it, but don't have the same sort of enthusiasm as one Michael Rosting on this one. No, I mean, listen, the corner of Surf and Stillwell on Coney Island is iconic because the Nathans is there, the original Nathans. I used to go to Nathans, not the one at Coney Island, but there was one on Long Island. They had great video games there, too. Played NBA Jam all the time. But not show up for NBA Jam. I show up for NBA Jam. Enough. Maybe not the hot Good. dog eating contest. Well, but you, that's because you're missing out. You're, I've gone to the hot dog eating contest a few times. I've hung out with the competitive eaters because a friend of mine had written a story about a competitive eater and followed his path to Nathan's and then went to the hot dog eating contest and we went out after. And uh, I actually got recruited to try and join the major league eating tour, but because of my food allergy restrictions, I, I could not do it, Jeff. <laughs> it was very sad. No, it was a very sad day for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that like if someone's listening right now, they're like, I got recruited, but my food allergies kept me out. They may laugh as I did just now. I'm sorry. And and that's fair, Jeff Turn. I mean, listen, I, I think that if 
This was in my younger days. This was in my 20s. I'm 42 now. I, I don't believe that my body would uh, accept this and probably send me right to the ER here in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, right at Grady Hospital on, on July 4th or any other day I tried it. But I think I could be like the corn-eating champion of the world. Or, the corn? I, yeah, corn? or the ice cream eating champion of the world or the M&M's eating champion of the world. I feel like the M&M's, if there is one, I, I feel like I could set that record. Is right, there a lot of you feel like you could do this with? Um, I mean, I think if you any sort of fast food that slides right down Burger King, McDonald's, like I could probably get on board with that. I, I tried oh. one time. Remember when remember when uh, Mike and Mike they're filling in for Greeny. Remember when Golick was eating the, the powdered mini donuts. And so we ended up doing a contest on radio where me and my producer and, and we videoed this and I, I made the mistake of the the liquid to wash it down i went with mountain dew and he went with water and let me tell you the worst thing to add to powdered donuts as you try to eat a lot of them is mountain dew all right so i failed miserably i got beat up i lost we also did one where we ate um tacos from taco john's i think we had to eat a six pack and a pound that's six tacos and a pound of potato olays uh in and see who could eat them faster that one i actually did pretty well at, but i still lost I, I don't win these contests, but I'm always involved in them. I, I enjoy them. But, gosh, man, I don't know about the hot dog one. That one seems rough. No, I, I can't do the hot dog one. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. That voice you hear is Jeff Turn. I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for Greeny today. And you mentioned Big Mac. So I just want to I, I get your, your take here because I, I, you said you feel like you could be competitive in that. So Joey Chestnut, who is the odds-on favorite, I, he's, you know, Minus really, 3,000. Really, is minus that what 3, he is? Yeah, He's minus the odds-on favorite, beyond odds, to once again win the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He is also, I believe, the world record holder in Big Mac eating. He has eaten 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, I think my heart just dropped out of my body trying to think, picture that. Like, that, that's just not – can you do that? Uh, no, but um, I certainly would try. That, that's one that I would be okay with trying. I'll tell you this, speaking of McDonald's, one time for a radio promotion, speaking of eating contest, they opened a brand new McDonald's in Sioux Falls. Me, my producer, and we let one listener come every half hour. We ate every single item on the McDonald's menu from top to bottom oh. in a three-hour three show, okay? The last yeah. hour was rough, and, and we did breakfast, too, so like two hours in, I'm trying to eat pancakes, and that was the roughest part of the afternoon. But we ate every – there was like seven of us. We ate the entire menu at McDonald's, one of the crowning achievements of my life. Man, that's, uh, that's rough. If you have a, a food that you think you could eat more than anyone else in the world, that you could beat Joey Chestnut and give us a call, 1-88-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'd love to hear from you and hear your you know, competitive eating takes. But there is Kyle Coster of the big lead here, Jeff. He compared the way that the hot dog eating contest is now, which is you dip the hot dogs in the buns and water, the, the hot dogs and buns, the HDB. Hot dogs and buns. That's the acronym for it. And he compared it to the steroid era in baseball because he said that it's it's different now, that that's kind of cheating, I guess. And he compared it to, like, Mark McGuire. So he's comparing Joey Chestnut to Mark McGuire. I, I don't buy it. I just think it's a way of technology catching up and, and kind of progress, right? Like, would you say the same thing about, like, someone who figured out how to run faster? Like in the oh, four-minute mile? Oh, Joey Chestnut's a cheater. All right, Joey Chestnut, he's cheating. How is, uh, how is he cheating? He's, how is, he's he, a how cheater. is Joey Chestnut cheating? 
He's he's manipulating the system. Back in How the day, the, back the I think in the seventies, one of the guys that won eight eight hot dogs. He had eight or he he had seven or eight. Okay, listen, that was a true American hero. This guy right here, I mean, come on, man, this guy. This guy is as as, as dirty as uh, any guy from the PED era, man. I mean, unbelievable. That was Lonnie Brown, by the way, who ate, ate hot dogs. Like, shout I mean, out to the American hero Lonnie Brown. Ni- but that was in 1970. Lonnie Brown. Lonnie Brown's like Mickey Mantle. Gas co- okay. Gas Lonnie Brown's like, like Mickey cents. Mantle. All right. Uh, you know, you, you, Joey Chestnut is is uh, he's like Sammy Sosa. All right. Or what? Like that. Yeah, oh, that, come on. Get out of here with that. Never tape. tested Jeff, positive, but you knew something was going on. Jeff, right? go, like, eat, that's go Joey eat your Chestnut. Big Macs, man. Go eat your Joey, Big Macs. Joey Chestnut uh, should be the face of the PED hot dog era. All right? Like, I mean, Lonnie Brown. Lonnie Brown is like Babe Ruth. All right? We should celebrate American heroes like Lonnie Brown. We should throw some shade at Joey Chestnut. Well, I, I don't understand your hate for Joey Chestnut just because that him and, and Kobayashi, they figured out a better way to eat the hot dog, the better way to get it down. Kobayashi is Rafael Palmero. Okay, that's who he is. Rafael Palmero. I, I, I don't even know. Rafi. Uh, Kobayashi you, Rafi. Mm, I'm, I'm not buying that one either. I mean, because Kobayashi was like, if you're going to make that comparison, at least make it right. Like Kobayashi was Barry Bonds. Best. Barry Bonds, the I mean, best. I mean, I know water is water, but it is a performance-enhancing substance during is. this event. Like, should be a banned But it is allowed. It is allowed. The difference, it's a no, hot dog diff- eating contest. At any point when you've been at a barbecue, have you thought, you know what this hot dog's missing? Me dipping the bun in water. It's yeah, not exactly. real. But it's, I just it's, don't eat the It's bacon. not real. It's the HGH of eating contests. Okay? It's the HGH of eating contests. Just H2O. because you've- just because you figured out a way to do it better and do it within the rules. No, that would no, that would be training. That would be like going yeah. home and sitting and practicing eating hot dogs. That's what they do. Evan. Right, Drink but they use water. Jaw. They use yeah. water to help soak the bun, and that's not that's not part of the fabric of what the Nathan's hot dog eating contest was supposed it's not a fabric, to be. It's not the fabric of America. Is what it is. It's un-American to dip them in hot dogs. It's, we're, oh. Now you Chester's want to not, dip it in a Budweiser? Maybe that's American. I, I can get behind that. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm I'm speechless here on Greeny on ESPN Radio ESPN app <laughs> alongside Jeff Turn and our producer Evan Wilner getting involved in this conversation. I'm Michael Rothstein. I, I mean, I, I just you know I'm sorry, Jeff. Like you're wrong. Yeah, like, now I'm stop. not even checking. Now that we've had this discussion and we've said it out loud, I don't even want to tune in anymore. All right, man. I'm just I'm, I'm going to be like all those guys that I once watched the 1979 eating contest with Lonnie Brown. And were I you felt even alive be, in 1979? I felt great to be an American back in. Were you alive in 1979? I was born in '85, so yes. so that oh. clearly you were very much you know you were you were a decade. You weren't even an, an apple in anyone's eye. You weren't even anything like that. Come when on, I watched man. it in 79. I felt like an American. Today, I feel dirty. Well, that's, uh, I mean, well, I, I, I'm sorry you feel dirty. I feel like you should still tune in to watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, see if Joey Chestnut continues his reign here. Uh, man, you're, you're just so off base, though. And I, I now, I wish that it was a little bit later in the day in South Dakota so you can run to McDonald's and buy all these Big Macs. I would want to watch you eat this on air and see if you can do this. Uh, you know what? I may just do it for fun. You know, because in South Dakota, well, I'm sure McDonald's different... is open on July 4th, actually. I'm, I'm sure, sure it is, open. too. I mean, yeah. you know, it's the great American Golden Arches, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's part yes. of it. Tune in to an Independence Day doubleheader today as the Yankees host the Orioles, followed by the Braves at the Guardians. Coverage begins at 1230 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard is asking for a trade. It's about time. He's doing what's best for him. I don't think you can ignore what level of significance he can bring to the equation. Miami is the obvious one, and Bam is my dog. We, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN App, alongside Jeff Turner and Michael Rothstein. We're going to the phones now to talk some NBA with Frank Isola. You can hear him on Around the Horn. You can hear him on SMY. You can obviously hear him talk all about the NBA as well on Sirius XM NBA Radio. Frank, happy July 4th to you. Thanks for taking a few minutes here today, man. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing pretty well. Now, there's a few things here, and so much is right now, I think, surrounding Damian Lillard. We've heard the the Blazers don't necessarily want Tyler Hero. Woj reported that last night. Sixers don't seem to want to part with Tyrese Maxey. Like, what do you think an eventual package for Damian Lillard to port- from Portland looks like? Yeah, I mean, it could include all that. You have to remember, it's only July. And the season, you know, Damian Lillard doesn't have to be in training camp until October. So this could drag on. And a lot of it is just negotiating ploy by all sides. You know, Daryl Morey coming out and saying that, you know, that uh, trying to convince James Harden to just stay in Philadelphia. And, you know, the Portland Trailblazers doing the right thing, saying we're trying to get the best deal for, our, for ourselves. And then the story that came out about how NBA players are monitoring, you know, how the Portland Trailblazers treat Damian Lillard. I would say that Portland's treated Damian Lillard pretty well since he joined the team. And Portland still has to do right by themselves, which is trading, you know, getting the best package back. Maybe ultimately it could be a three-way deal, which could include the Brooklyn Nets and Brooklyn getting uh, Tyler Hero, which wouldn't be the worst deal for them and Damian Lillard going down to Miami and getting the chance to play with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. It doesn't necessarily make them the favorites in the East. I mean, Boston still has amazing talent. And Milwaukee, remember, you know, Giannis did get hurt last year in the playoffs. And the combination of Giannis with Chris Middleton, assuming he could be healthy and in shape, uh, you know, Andrew Holiday, they could be pretty formidable still. Frank, when it comes to these trades, whether it's Damian Lillard or another superstar, I think we always talk about uh, a lot of times, at least it feels like, that when they land somewhere, it means, hey, this is going to be a championship team, but that doesn't always work out that way. What do you think a team is getting at this point in Dame's career when he lands on a new roster? It's, it's interesting, right? Because the last time he played in like some significant games was probably the Western Conference Finals all the way back in 2019 when he played the Golden State Warriors, and he ended up, uh, you know, they didn't even win a game against the Warriors, and that's when Golden State didn't have Kevin Durant. He had the you know, Achilles injury, which eventually uh, he blew out in the finals against Toronto. I mean, you're still getting a talented guy. And the one thing about Damian Lillard with Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's not going to care if Damian Lillard has the ball a lot and is taking a lot of shots. Damian Lillard still has the ability, you know, if, if you're in the playoffs, where he can have a, an 18-point quarter, which could really change the tide and the momentum of a game. There's no doubt that you're getting a talented player. But again, you know, this idea of like guarantees and, you know, he goes there and you're a contender. Well, Miami last year or a couple of months ago, they lost to Atlanta. They were losing to Chicago in the fourth quarter of that playing game to get the eighth seed. I don't think at that point people were thinking, you know what, Miami's a contending team right now. They could, I could see them making it to the finals. So you just never know. That's why I think with Damon Lillard, there'll be a lot of pressure on him if he goes to Miami, because that's clearly where he wants to go. And now more of a spotlight's been on him. Because let's be, let's be honest, guys. Like when you play in Portland, and there's so much to like about Damian Lillard, and he, is a, and he is a great guy, he's a terrific player, but he is judged a little bit differently. He's only been to the conference finals once, and he's yet to win a game. And he didn't win a game against a weakened 
uh, Golden State Warrior team. And by the way, Portland had a 10-point lead in all four of those or a double-digit lead in all four of those games and ended up getting swept. So he's judged a little bit differently than some of the other players that might play in bigger markets and they're held to a much higher standard. We're talking to Frank Isola from SiriusXM NBA Radio and Around the Horn here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. And Frank, you mentioned obviously Damian Lillard's preferred destination. It seems to be Miami. Is Portland in some ways beholden to try and make that work? Or should they just send him wherever? There's no trade clause there. And, and he's the guy who signed a contract extension. That was his choice. Sure, there was a lot of money involved, but there was, that was his choice. Like, are they beholden to him in any way, you think? And I, I don't buy that for a, for a second. And I think you know, if you go back to last year, the similar situation with Kevin Durant, who, you know, right, I think it was right around July, uh, June 30th, maybe July 1st, we had the trade uh, request. And the Brooklyn Nets did the right thing. They said, okay, we'll try to trade you, but we're going to try to get the best deal for ourselves. And until we get a deal that we think is good, we're not going to make the trade. So what happened? All summer long, we kept hearing about this trade. There was this talk about uh, Jalen Brown, which I don't think was ever true. But there was a lot of stuff being thrown around. The Phoenix Suns was certainly a team. And what happened? Kevin Durant showed up in Brooklyn for training camp and actually played really well. Then he went to the Brooklyn Nets again in February after the Kyrie Irving trade request and asked the Brooklyn Nets, could you trade me to Phoenix? That was the team we wanted to go to. And the Brooklyn Nets got a deal that they thought was good for them, and they made the trade, which I think is a smart way to handle it. To your point, Damon Lillard doesn't have a no, uh, a, a no trade clause. Now, does that mean they're going to trade him to Detroit? I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll try to do right by Damian Lillard to an extent. But, again, it's a business. And the Portland Trailblazers have to do what's best for them. And this idea that, well, other NBA players are going to monitor how they treat them. If the, the best-case scenario for Portland would be they make a trade, they get enough assets where, let's say, five years down the road, they actually made it to the NBA Finals. And let's say, even a better hypothetical, they win the championship. Is anyone, is anyone really going to look back and say, yeah, but Portland, they just didn't do right by Damian Lillard five years ago? <laughs> Come on, things change so quickly. I get it. It's part of the negotiating, and they like Damian Lillard. Maybe one day he'll come back and he'll be a part of the organization. But they have to do what's best for them. And I would say the comparable deal was Kevin Garnett back in 07. He got traded on July 31st to Boston. And Minnesota didn't really get back anything close to, you know, what Kevin Garnett was, and it actually set them back a little bit. You have to be careful with these trades. Frank, Frank, we'll get you out of here on this. I want to go to where you call home in New York. I was on the air last week when James Harden decided that he was going to opt into his contract, and then the news came out from Woj that the Clippers and the Knicks were two teams that'd be interested or at least engaging in potential trade conversations. And then we took calls for an hour straight of Knicks fans that were upset that James Harden was mentioned with the Knicks. What's the latest on that situation, and has, has Knicks Twitter calmed down a little? <laughs> I don't think it makes any sense because if you think about Jalen Brunson, the, the Knicks already have two left-handers who dominate the ball a lot, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why you want James Harden. I never understood why Houston would want him. It's one thing to get Chris Paul on your team is going to set an example, and I like James Harden, but James Harden isn't the kind of guy that's going to go to a young team and necessarily set the right example. It made, to me, it makes no sense for the New York Knicks. I think for the Clippers it makes sense especially we know that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to miss a ton of games next year. And I think it makes sense for him to stay in Philadelphia. The New York Knicks, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I, I don't think it would make much sense for the Knicks to get, you know, James Harden on a one-year deal expiring contract and have to give up anything of value to get him. 
Frank, thank you so much for the time. Have a great 4th of July. Hopefully you are able to get some time away from the NBA, at least for a few minutes. <laughs> All right, boys. You too. Enjoy the day. That, of course, Frank Isola from SiriusXM NBA Radio SNY, and you can also see him on Around the Horn on ESPN. Coming up next, is the Rookie of the Year competition a fait accompli already in the NBA, or did we maybe see the real Rookie of the Year take the court last night, and it's not Victor Wembenyama? That's next after Jeff has this from Vivid Seats. Here at Greeny, we're fired up for the MLB season. Lucky, luckily for you, our friends at Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, have great deals on great seats with a huge selection of tickets to this year's hottest matchups. Experience every crack of the bat, every diving catch, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Just, vivid, just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Miller, oh. Oh, wow. A little circus. Circus shot by the number two overall pick. Okay, Brandon Miller. Yeah, look at this. Oh, you love to see it. And now, again, almost a third one with a little bit of that off arm. That's something we want to see him work on with just going through guys with his strength. But double pump in the air to try and throw that one like a reverse layup over his head to get the and one. Oh, yeah, that's your number two pick right there. That, of course, courtesy of ES. And it's time for summer basketball. We're not talking the tournament. We're talking the Summer League. The California Classic started last night. The Summer League in Vegas starts later this week. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN App Series XM at Channel 80. Alongside Jeff Turn, I'm Michael Rothstein. We're filling in for Greeny today. And you heard that highlight about Brandon Miller and the the Charlotte Hornets loss to the San Antonio Spurs 98-77 last night in the California Classic. Victor Wembanyama did not play in that game, the number one overall pick. Brandon Miller did. He had six turnovers through the first three quarters. He had seven fouls. But he said, Jeff, I think I was relaxed as far as emotions. We got the jitters out, so we're going to be good. What did you think of performance number one from Brandon Miller? I think, uh, you know, the way he played in the fourth quarter, 12 of his 18 points is the reason why I was so high on this dude coming out of Alabama. He's he's clutch, and he's a closer. And I think that when you watch him play, he's probably more NBA-ready right now than even Scoot Henderson. I think that's why... You know, you think about what the Portland Trailblazers were trying to do around Damian Lillard, and I think if they were going to try to build around Dame and keep him in Portland, they would have gone with Brandon Miller, got someone else maybe via sign-and-trade with Jeremy Grant or gone out in free agency and done something else. If they were trying to build around it now, I think they believe Scoot's the future, can take over for Dame as their best player down the road. But I think Charlotte's going, all right, we can get Brandon Miller in, 
and around our young players, he's going to help us make a a push to be in the play-in this season. So, I mean, I'm big on Brandon Miller. I can't wait to watch this dude's career play out. I think he's going to be really good. He reminds me a lot of Paul George. That's who he said he's modeled his game after. So that's one of the young dudes that I'm excited to watch. Last night we saw Jaime Hawkes Jr. from UCLA playing for the Heat. He went out and had 22 points. He was making all kinds of shots out there, creating his own shot. And that was his debut for the Heat at the California Classic. As you mentioned, we did not get Victor Wimbignana yesterday for the Spurs. He'll make his debut there for the Spurs at Summer League in Las Vegas. But I love this time of the year, man. Like This is so much fun. I, I, I love watching these young guys play against other NBA players, right? When you're in college and you're the best player on your team, and this is why like the one-and-done thing doesn't maybe give you as good of a a sense of what they can do against NBA-level talent as the guy that goes to now the G League Unite or uh, Ignite or plays in the in the NBA G League. So I, I'm excited to see Summer League because there are some big-time names, and I think one through three, whether it's Miller, Henderson, or Wimbignana, we're talking about guys that have the chance to be perennial All-Stars. Moving forward, real quick, though, uh, I wanted to read off, Michael, some of the performances from the top players in years past when they got a chance to play in Summer League. Kobe made his debut in 1996 different summer league then he scored 27 points lebron made his debut in 2003 also had uh 14.7 rebounds six assists in a 27 point victory over the magic durant in 07 he went out and uh, five of 17 from the field derrick rose in 08 10 points four assists now here's a couple that were big Lonzo Ball had a bad opening night, but then he turned around and had a couple triple doubles and 36 points in one game. And this is my favorite stat. I mean, I hate to laugh at people about injuries, but I'm going to laugh at people about injuries. Zion Williamson scored 11 points in nine minutes before leaving with an injury. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, listen, I, I mean, I, I, we could have maybe it. saw the future in that one, right? <laughs> I get it, but there's always there was always a line in baseball, right? Like they're doing it against guys who are going to be back in groceries next week. And, and no, they're going to the be thing. playing in the, the the league or the G League at least no, for I, NBA bodies. So, so, some of them, yeah, and so a lot of them will end up going to Europe. A lot of the players that you're seeing in the NBA summer leagues end up going to Europe too. They're I'm not saying they're bad players. That's not the knock on that at all. But I, I guess I just kind of temper expectations here off of anything that we see in Summer League. But you're, to your point, there have been generational stars who have had great starts. I'm very curious to see what Victor Webinyama looks like when he joins the team in Vegas. His first game is expected to be against the Hornets, like the Spurs played the Hornets last night. That's going to be on Friday games on ESPN at 9 o'clock. Uh, but, Jeff, real quick, do you feel like anyone other than Victor ends up being the Rookie of the Year this year? or Does it kind of feel like... Because of the scenario in San Antonio, it will be really hard for him not to be. No, yeah, I think 100% he's probably going to be your, yeah, it, unless there's some sort of uh, injury or something that comes up, I think he's he's going to play great and he's going to be really good. Although I believe like it's not as big of a gap between Wimbignana and the rest of that, that first four picks that many people think. I, I like I said, I think Brandon Miller's gonna be really good in this league, man. I, I do. I think Scoot Henderson is gonna be really good in this league, watching those two guys, one in the G League, one in college basketball. And I think they're both strong. They both got length, um, you know, for their size, and so I'm 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 pumped to see both of those guys. But yeah, I think it's Wimbignana's rookie of the year to lose. Uh, probably so, but like you said, injuries can play a factor. Sure. There's also the fact that if a guy gets on gets on a roll 
on a team that ends up making the playoffs, like say yep. Charlotte makes a run, that could really make it interesting. Coming up next, the most ridiculous take in the history of takes that caused a former NBA center to call and debate Major League Baseball All-Star snubs. That's next. Greeny, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.